Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Happy Halloween, Jamie. Thank you. Did you do, are you doing? Any, do you sell? Do you do anything for Halloween? Um, I hand out candy for about an hour, hour and a half, uh, and then I have to go to bed. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I put a bowl of candy outside and then just wait for that one kid to take the whole bowl. I do. I, I'm terrible. I just am. You are really testing those children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And teenagers. Te- yeah, and testing their parents. Yes. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Halloween. We uh, we we won't. Uh, I w- uh, we will be celebrating somehow. I found out. I guess we're playing creepy music all day. All right. Better be a lot of Rob Zombie. That that would to me with that or Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson. Let's go with Maybe, that. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Um, let's start this morning. Latest polls statewide. Um, OH Predictive Insights and what they're saying in the latest polls for the races are narrowing or remain narrow in many of them. Um, when you look at the uh, uh, Blake Masters has narrowed the lead by two points or two two points, 48-46 with Mark Kelly. Um, that's one that everybody's watching because it could be one of the deciders in the control of the United States Senate. In the gubernatorial race, Kerry Lake maintains a two-point lead over Katie Hobbs. Secretary of State's race, they now have Fontes up 48-42, where this had been a two- or three-point lead for Mark Fincham. That's an interesting change to see if that holds ground. And we also saw a flip where Chris Mays, for the attorney general's race, is now a three-point leader over Abe Hamaday, where Hamaday had been holding a one- to two-point lead. Um, Right now, Prop 308 um, is 45-43, to a yes vote. And so those are the big things we're going to talk about as the show goes on about races. Uh, former President Obama is going to hold a rally for Senator Kelly and uh, Katie Hobbs here next week or this week, I should say. The interesting thing about this is the people that are screaming this is too little too late, that this is now so many early votes have been cast. So many people have already cast their votes. How much are these rallies going to help? But it also shows you that they see this so close within the margin of error, every little bit helps. The other part of this is, if you notice, that President Biden has taken a back seat. And meaning that he is not campaigning in some of these key states, including Arizona, that he won in the last presidential election. So it's interesting. And this is not this is not a criticism of the current president, although I have plenty of criticisms about this administration. This is also what happens quite often in the midterms when it, when one party has control of all three of, of you know the, the House and the Senate and the White House. So both branches, but both houses of the, of the Congress. So is this just a strategic move to keep the president in at the back? Now, they are now saying it's it's a foregone conclusion that the House will be taken over by the Republicans, but it is still a toss up in the Senate. I don't know if any of that is true. It is all going to come down to Election Day turnout with when people get to the polls, because the way it's been in the past when it comes to early voting is that Republicans in the years past going back before 2020 – Republicans voted more early by mail than Democrats. That's classically how it was done. Now, in the 2020 election in this year, they are saying it's going to be immensely in the other direction. So we'll see how it all plays out. I'm anxious. Again, this to me is like the playoffs. I really love watching these things when they happen. Um, But what what we're looking at, again, is more about misinformation and we got to control this. And no, you don't. You need to be an educated voter. That's it. Be an educated voter. 
Um, and we are watching an election cycle that is very, very critical. The ma- vast majority of, um, of Americans are concerned about the economy, which I will tell you, if you look at the polling numbers, it doesn't matter which one you look at, and they do fluctuate from time to time. It is where the president does worse than any other category, and it's the number one issue for people. People are concerned about the direction that the country is going economically, and that's how people vote with their wallets. If you are someone that is on social media like I am and you get involved in the political conversations like I do, we are not the norm in this country. Most people are not dyed in the wool one side or the other on policy. They are not dyed in the wool one side or the other in political leanings. People vote with their wallets. There are many people that see voting as an obligation and in a good way as an obligation that we should vote we should vote for our leaders if we're going to have an opinion we should vote but they are not party loyalists not by a long shot and so all of this arguing within the political parties all of the things that we are seeing that are going on within the political parties right now remember the number of independent voters in Arizona and I do think if it doesn't dramatically shift how people message in this election cycle it certainly will in the 24 elections because independent voters have made a huge mark in Arizona in Maricopa County they're the number one voting demographic it's not by much but it's amazing to see that people that will not designate a party affiliation that doesn't mean that they don't have political leanings, but people that don't have a designation of party are the number one demographic in the largest county in Arizona. And I just think you are missing out. You are missing the boat if you are not messaging to those people loud and clear on the issues. And the economy is a huge issue for those people. If you are battling on these other things, I will tell you it's it's, it's a difficult um It's a difficult time to talk about anything else. But we know that the abortion topic will be big. The border topic will be big on opposite sides of the political aisle. But in the end, is it the economy that's going to rule this this election? And will we see a mixed bag? Is it going to be a landslide? I'm talking about just in Arizona. Is it going to be a landslide for Republicans? Or are we going to see, especially in these statewide races, there are six of them, are we going to see a 3-3 split? Are we going to see voters that vote for Mark Kelly, but also vote for um, for Kerry Lake? Is that we're going to see? We saw that in the last election cycle. There was a huge number of, of voters that voted for Governor Ducey that also voted for Kirsten Cinema. It was not a that the leader on the ticket at that time, you know, was Governor Ducey. It was you know, it wasn't that he was going to bring all the Republicans with him. It's, it's an, it is an interesting time for us to be um, in American politics and the issues. We'll see if the issues shine through. One of the things we're going to talk about in a few moments is, of course, about what happened with the judges ruling about the drop box watchers and election deniers. And then what happened to Paul Pelosi, the, the husband of Nancy Pelosi and all of the the what all of the stuff that's happening there. Does this rhetoric Does this rhetoric resonate with voters? It resonates with diehards. I mean, that's, again, equate it to, again, an NFL stadium. When you go to an NFL game, you are going to see people there that are diehard fans. They watch all the rounds of the drafts. They know the team's depth chart. They are familiar with everything that's going on in 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. They are activists when it comes to football. 
And there are others that are great fans of the team. They follow the game. They know the players, but they are there just when the experience is happening. And there are other people that are in the stadium. They got the T-shirt or the jersey, and they're watching the game, but they have no idea really what's going on. They're from Arizona. Therefore, they're a Cardinals fan. That exists in politics as well. We know where the diehards stand. We know where the parties stand. And they are they are loud and proud on both sides of the aisle. I wonder if there's going to either be a sympathetic ear to what is being said when you see the Pelosi story, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, and people are saying, you know what, the other side is just too angry. Or if they're going to be sympathetic because people on the other side, I'm talking about people on the right side of the aisle are being demonized when we realize the violent political rhetoric is on both sides. Is that going to be what people think? Now, I'm not making a comment either way. I'm asking what will the voters, will this at all, at all, motivate voters in any way? Or is this just noise we have to get past in order to get to the real issues? And I'm anxious to see what the answer to that question is because I'm not sure what it is. But when you've got a United States Senate race that is within two points, you've got a governor's race which is within two points. In recent polling, you've watched a couple of races flip and go in the other direction. What does that mean? That to me is another really big issue here. Are the independent voters swinging this? Because if Kerry Lake is maintaining a lead of two points in that poll, and I'm talking about just in this one poll – And you've got um, Blake Masters. You would say those two races are top of the ticket. He is close to within two points in Mark Kelly. Is it possible that you are seeing other voters say, nope, I don't want some of these candidates. They've gone the way. Is Is it reasonable to say this poll must be right? Is it possible that the two Republicans at the top of the ticket are either maintaining a lead or closing the gap to within two points? And you've got other Republicans on the ticket that are losing ground. And at this late in the game, to lose ground the way they have if if that poll holds true is a pretty dramatic shift. And I'd love to find out why if that's the way it is. But it's a long way from over. We are uh, a little over, uh, what is it, eight days now before we we start counting the votes publicly. Um, They are already counting early ballots. And we're going to see what the the leadership in Arizona is going to look like. We haven't even talked about legislative races and the balance of power within the House in the Senate and the Arizona State Legislature. In a moment, more specifics. A judge rules on ballot drop box watchers and says they are not a true threat. So we'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Bloomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. So a few years ago, the Cardinals had a game on Halloween, and I wasn't able to go, so I gave my tickets away. Have you been to a Cardinals game where they have the horn, where they they have the air raid siren? So right before the game, they do the air raid siren. It's Ray Parker Jr., and he did this song at halftime. It was very cool. I wish I had been there. Uh, Happy Halloween, everyone, if you celebrate. I am not a big Halloween guy. I'm not a hater. Just not my thing. I'm ugly enough. I don't need a mask. Um, so uh, let's talk about election deniers and ballot drop box watchers. A judge made a decision that I agree with that the people are not a true threat and can't be blocked. 
The First Amendment protects people's right to speech. That doesn't mean they should say it. You heard me say many, many times, and I'll continue to say it, they need to knock it off. Take off the mask. Carrie Lake was asked the same thing. What do you think about the people that are watching ballot boxes? She said, I think it's silly. They should take the masks off. They should take the tactical gear off. Let us see your face. Show us who you are. And I absolutely 100% agree with that. I don't agree with watching the ballot boxes. I, I think it's silly. I don't think it's necessary. There's cameras on it. But that's me. That doesn't mean you don't have a right to do it. That's the difference in the live and let live attitude most people in Arizona have about most things until it offends you. Everybody has a right. So let's let's talk about con, uh, conflicting sentiments. There was a law that was passed that was then retracted by the courts, I believe. But here in Arizona, it was going to be illegal to videotape a police officer within eight feet, eight feet of a police activity. People were angry. It, it violates your First Amendment rights. Now you've got people 75 feet away in tactical gear, which I disagree with, covering their faces, which I disagree with, videotaping people dropping off their ballots. And they think that should be outlawed. 75 feet versus 8 feet. It absolutely is mind-boggling that you cannot see if one is okay, the other is okay. And if one is wrong, they both should be wrong. But again, we live in a an ends justify the means society that if I like it, it should be legal. And as a matter of fact, it should not only be legal, it should be easy access and it should be everybody should do it. And anybody that even disagrees with it being done should be silenced. And if I disagree with it, it should be against the law because it's dangerous. It, it isn't dangerous. What it is is annoying. And that's the part about it that makes me laugh is that if you would let these people just do what they're doing and ignore them, they would not have nearly the power that you've given them. Now, I'm not talking about following people. I'm not talking about confronting people. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about people that show up wearing tactical gear and watching someone drop their ballots off. And to me, that's where the difference lies here. What you have a right to do versus what you should do. I've said they should take the stuff off. I think they should take the stuff off. I think they should knock it off. They're an embarrassment to themselves by wearing tactical gear. That's the other part of this. I said to them, to anybody out there that's wearing tactical gear and believing that you're patting yourselves on the back, calling yourselves patriots. If you showed up and there are people that have shown up and are showing up at ballot drop boxes, they're sitting the required distance away and they're sitting in lawn chairs. They've got umbrellas and coolers and they're having drinks and eating pizza and having a picnic. And they're watching people and videotaping at times when people come up to drop off their ballots. If the if the sheriff's department showed up and the sheriff's department has said we are going to be monitoring this and we will not tolerate anyone that is intimidating voters. If you break the law, you're going to go to jail. They have made uh, multiple comments about that. So if the police, if the sheriff's office showed up in their SWAT vehicle, their armored vehicle. And a bunch of sheriff's deputies got out and they were wearing tactical gear with the face shields and everything else ready to go. Sticks in hand with less than lethal with pepper balls and pepper spray and everything else. And they were standing ready in case someone did something wrong. You would justifiably scream. That's intimidation. We're here in lawn chairs with a pizza and a Diet Coke and you send out the SWAT team. They would be justified in saying it's intimidating. 
What do you need that kind of firepower or defense mechanisms? We're just sitting here. And you are giving the same impression when you show up at a ballot drop box wearing tactical gear. And it is not the right thing to do. So now what we've devolved into with these conversations now is by all accounts and I haven't I have really abstained from having an opinion until we find out all the details, much like the burglary at Katie Hobbs office went away very quickly. Once it was found out who that person was, nobody in her campaign wants to talk about it. Paul Pelosi, the husband of the Speaker of the House, was attacked in his home with a hammer. And from what we've seen at the very minimum, from what we've seen of this attacker is he's got some serious mental health issues, serious mental health issues blamed on right wing politics. The guy was uh, hemp clothes. And what was the other thing was he was a nudist activist. Uh, him and his, his uh, boyfriend, his former uh, life partner, were nudist activists and all these other things, making crazy statements. He's done some crazy things. And so all of a sudden now this is blamed on people on the right and right side rhetoric. And you just got to be careful. You better be careful with that, because if the narrative on this changes like it did with Katie, Katie Hobbs and the burglary. It's going to get ugly. And for the most part, people block out this noise anyway. You're going to vote based on what you think is fair and right. You're not going to vote based on whatever this nonsense is in the media. Violence against anyone because you disagree with them is the lowest form of humanity. That and racism, when you, whether it's anti-Semitism or it's racism, anytime you dislike somebody because of their opinion, the color of their skin or the lifestyle they choose to, to, to live or the, the religion they wish to practice, you, you just have no argument about who you are. So you've got to try to demonize who they are. And I, I just don't – I don't understand that it's foreign to me. There are a lot – I would rather have a, a conversation with someone I disagree with and argue about an issue than whether or not you're a good person or a bad person. And if you're a bad person because you think someone's a bad person because they're a Jew or because of the color of their skin or because they're a Muslim or a Christian or any faith-based person – because there are some of those out there that think religion is the problem in the world. If you make those kind of blanket judgments, you need to rethink how you do things. And the same thing goes for political leanings. There are Democrats out there that believe Republicans are inherently evil and vice versa. And you got to block out that noise. And it is, it's getting worse and worse because the media is paying closer and closer attention to it. What happened to Paul Pelosi was a horrible thing. Was it politically motivated? I have no idea. This guy seems to be someone that is severely mentally ill. And we'll wait and see. Let's wait and see what the evidence shows. And if we ever see any more evidence or if this story just goes away. I'm anxious to see how it plays out. In a moment, we've got the Gatos Big Q poll question of the day, so please, please stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q poll question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Well, in honor of Trick or Treat, a treat, no Gatos. It's Zinsmeister. What's up, Steve? Yeah, we were looking for a professional to do the Gatos Big Q today. Of course, we couldn't find one, so here I am. Well, no, uh, actually, it's a, it is an improvement. Let's be honest; it's an improvement. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate that, Mike, and happy Halloween to you. And Same your to you. Do you well. do you do Halloween? 
No, not really. Me either. Which kind of defeats the entire purpose of this Gatos Big Q poll question. Okay. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota <laughs> dealers. But let's do it anyway. All right, let's. What's the best? What's the best part of Halloween, Mike? Your four options are costumes, candy, scary movies, or decorations. Hmm. I'm going to go, depending on the scary movie, I'm going to go movie. See, I've never understood. Who are you people that like getting scared? I don't. Listen, that it's not that. Sense. Here's the difference. The, the original Halloween movie, because it was iconic, I think that was great. Silence of the Lambs, an amazing movie. Not a slasher movie, but an amazing movie. I was just telling everybody in the control room, there is a series out on Amazon Prime called The Blackwell Ghost. They're filmed as documentaries. I don't know if it's real or if it's not real. I'm telling you, spend the money. You will. It is amazing. The Blackwell Ghost. Watch them in order, one through seven. I'll have to check that out. One through seven. Gosh, one that's going to take me forever. Yeah, they're about 45 minutes seven? long each episode. Yep. Gosh, okay. I'll have to look into that. I mean, listen, I go down the list. The costumes, I don't like that because everybody wears them to work, and I feel awkward because I'm dressed in plain clothes. Yep. Uh, the the candy, I'm not really into candy. You've seen my physique, Mike. I'm, uh, I'm the epitome of fitness. Yes. And then scary movies, I don't understand people who like getting scared. I'm going to go with decorations, All right. and I think that's clutch because uh, pumpkins are basically useless the entire rest but of the year. But see, costumes lost it. As soon as we went politically correct, as soon as you weren't able to culturally appropriate or you had to not offend people with your costumes, costumes aren't fun anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I don't know. I just bought a top hat, and that's my costume. Perfect. All right, put a beard on, be Abraham Lincoln. Ah, nailed it. I'll All right. do it. Thanks, Steve. All right, the big Q poll question of the day brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, we're going to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act and what the President of the United States had to say that had Twitter call him out. We'll talk about the economy, shortage in diesel, high price of fuel oil, all coming up.